Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's my show. Hey. Put a little I never get this line out the first time. It's not even good. Hey. Put a little Put a little bit more in there, cowboy. And the bulldog. What's your degree in? Kicking ass and taking names. <laughs> On WGR Sports Radio 550. Yes, welcome back. Mike Shope and the Bulldog. The Sabres play again tonight in L.A., by the way. 10.30. Yeah. 10.30. 10.30. What time zone do you think is best for sports fans? It can't be Eastern. No. There's never a 10.30. Never, ever, no. ever 10.30. No. I, and, and like, 4 o'clock start times on the West Coast for, like, hockey games or baseball games might, might be tough. That leaves so, Central and Mountain, maybe unless mountain, you want to consider, mountain. like, Newfoundland. I, like, I think I like Mountain. I don't have a ton of experience in the Mountain time zone. That's where Albuquerque was, and Owen was there for a year and a half or so. Um, I, I, think that, I think that might work. Evan Silva with us, Chicago boy. I mean, nine thirty at the latest. At least it's it's a big hour, I think, for watching late night sports. Evan, huge. Yeah, ten thirty, and I and I'm a hey, I'm a big fan of uh, actually betting on late night hockey overs. Uh, don't have a lot of success, but <laughs> it's fun. Uh, but uh, but no, I, I'm I'm a fan of the Central and Mountain. I'm with you guys. Yeah, Central Mountain. Yeah. I like to, th- I like to throw a, th- a few things in as I as I fall asleep and then wake up in the morning and see what happened. That's 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 a fun right. process, right? <laughs> Just a quick shout out to Hawaii too, because the NFL at like eight in the morning. Uh, you know, as long as you just get up, get. You, how about that, Evan? Would you like that? Cramming lineups, waivers, like four or five in the morning on a Sunday, <laughs> too early. Absolutely not. You have to play the afternoon only slate on on uh, FanDuel. <laughs> right. That's how you can tell where somebody is when they they call the one o'clock games the morning slate. Uh, so yes, right. very good, Evan. It's great to talk to you again. I, I'm really interested in hearing you on the Bills here as their season ends again in round two. I think. Well, Dallas exists, but they're similar, the Bills and the Cowboys, for just how they're kind of a puzzle. Is there something they need to fix, or are they just, you know, losing the close ones to equally good teams or slightly better teams? How do you see the Bills for this? I mean, I I believe in evaluating each season on its own, and each season has its own story. And this season, the story was really a story of resilience. I mean, at one point, the Bills were the number 11 seed in the AFC. They had to rally. What did they win? Six or seven in a row to get to where they got. Um, they lost, I mean, they were using A.J. Klein as the green dot play caller. Yeah. And the, the primary coverage opponent of Travis Kelsey in the divisional round. They had lost so many linebackers. Um 
you know, you, you, you guys know the story, Tredavious White, Matt Milano, you know, a slew of other guys, Jordan Phillips, and, um, and also, you know, the story of the offense just wasn't as talented as it's built to be. Josh Allen obviously is hyper-talented, but past Stephon Diggs, who, you know, increasingly developed uh, an incapacity to be productive as seasons wore on, um, you know, they, they they just have a bunch of role players on offense. And I actually thought that uh, the, the absence of Gabe Davis wound up hurting them in the end as well. Obviously, the missed field goal. But on the other end, McCole Hart, you know, the Chiefs, uh, you know, fumble uh, one into the end zone, the stupid rule that hopefully gets changed. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it shouldn't be a turnover at the very least for about to score a touchdown. So you, you can run that one both ways. But uh, the, the Bills just, they weren't nearly as talented as the Chiefs, I think, in the end. And and they wound up losing, and they, and they only lost by three. I think all in all, when you think of all the players that they lost, especially on defense, they changed their offensive coordinator during the season. It was a successful season. I know that they did not win the Super Bowl, and, and that's what everyone wants. I wanted them to win the Super Bowl because I took them in, like, week 11 at 50-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> they didn't get there, but I, I'm not surprised. I, I think that – I think they did the most with what they had in the end, actually. Yeah. So the way forward now, I mean, the 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 loss we've we've been through this. There's a familiarity to hitting their head on you know the divisional round here. It's been the Chiefs twice, the yeah. Bengals last year, uh, the Chiefs in the conference championship round the the year before that in 2020. But now we've got guys aging out, and you've got big contracts hitting yeah. that you're not getting production from. Von Miller, for one, Diggs is another one. Um, that you know to say he didn't produce this year would be would be factually incorrect, but he definitely right. slid the wrong way in the second half or even I don't know the back two thirds even of the season. It was after week six he didn't have another hundred yard game. So, but I've got already this lack of talent you're talking about skills. Gabe Davis probably is going to walk. So what do I do here with with Diggs? Um, and, and a cap crunch, and I need to replenish on top of even if I keep Stephon Diggs, I need more talent, especially at receiver. It's a real puzzle. Yeah, and I think that they wanted to theoretically address that uh, in this past year's draft, but all those receivers went boom, 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 all right in front of Quentin Johnston and Jackson Smith and Jigba and um, uh, the kid for the Vikings, Jordan Addison. You know, they just saw boom, 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 went right. all right in front of the Bills. The Bills traded up to get Dalton Kincaid. Dalton Kincaid was a flash player as a rookie, but, you know, wasn't a consistent force uh, as a receiving threat. I think he'll take a, a, a step in year two. But, I mean, Stephon Diggs is also at the age where, you know, receivers tend to really fall off the cliff. Um, and, I, I mean, I think he can still play, but I think you'd much prefer, prefer him to be your number two. I have not looked at the cap implications yet uh, of, of releasing him. I don't even think that that's necessarily a good option. I think that they need to go be aggressive, you know, may, maybe make a trade up in the draft to get a dynamic receiver. It looks like this is going to be a really good wide receiver class. And mm-hmm. also, it looks like it has a chance to be a good free agent wide receiver class with Mike Evans, uh, who can re- still ball. T. Higgins has a chance to hit free agency, the Bengals might franchise tag him. But, man, he'd be an awesome fit in Buffalo as a guy who has succeeded in the cold before. 
With Evan Silva of Establish the Run, Mike Shope and the Bulldog here on WGR. Well, it, it sounds good, Evan. I mean, because as you know, as a as a sports fan, like in any sport, when a team that you think of as a contender that's proven regular season after regular season to be among the elite teams falls short after a few years in a row, it, people get restless. You know, um, coaching changes and just dramatic sort of moves – it's it's hard for a team to uh, resist that I think, or maybe whether that's the owner, um, because the fans it sort of ramps up. We think of these other Bills losses and talking about Sean McDermott, and for a few years I've just been like I can't imagine having the same season over and wanting a coaching change. But there was some of that speculation here this year. There was a ton of it in Dallas, just with that you know that ending. Right. Um, you, you feel like. I don't know if, if it's better to generalize this, but teams are better off generally sort of staying the course. Well, you know, as someone who is not a, um, a fan of a particular team, I'm, as you mentioned, I am a, obviously a huge sports fan. I love sports. It's like my, my entire life revolves around it. But I'm not necessarily a fan, you know, a fan of, of, a, of a singular team especially in the NFL, I, I'm, I'm an objective observer. I grew up uh, a St. Louis Rams fan. They're gone, you know, so I don't care about any individual teams. And that I, so I have a very different perspective than, like, uh, you know, a diehard Bills fan jumping through tables uh, before and, and after the game. Um, so, so, you know, ju- just to keep that in context, to me, like the Bills are pulling pretty much all the right strings. The Cowboys are pulling pretty much all the right strings. It's just only one team can win the Super Bowl every year, one out of 32. And so a lot of teams are going to end up in that zone of, um, you know, make the playoffs every year and don't win it. I mean, that's just the reality of a league where only, you know, where, where there's 32 teams and there's what, 17 regular season games and, they're, you know, it, and it's a one-and-out uh, tournament in the end and only one team wins, like, just not a lot of teams are, you know, are, are going to win Super Bowls over the course of, you know, a number of years, and, and that's where the Bills fall right now. And I know it's extremely frustrating if you are a singular fan of one team, the Buffalo Bills, but it's also kind of just a validation. Not jumping through tables like, for instance, Michael Leone. Uh, did you see his effort? <laughs> I did. That was really, really soft. <laughs> Really <laughs> He's done it once more than I have, so I can't be uh, too critical. Um, our beloved Western Wait, New Yorker Bills I, fan established the run. I did not see this. Spreadsheet socialist uh, Mike Leone, <laughs> who won, uh, I should mention, since I'm sort of razzing him, he won our big uh, dynasty league here this year. And so uh, good at the game, though. Yeah. Good at the game. Well, what you're saying, I think, Evan, is important. I, I think I, I feel this myself even um, – you know, d- teams even in different sports, uh, like Toronto Maple Leafs are nearby, and we talk a lot of hockey on our show, uh, not so much this year because the Sabres are kind of circling the drain again, surprise, surprise. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, they've had this sort of good, great group of talented high-end guys, and from, you know, 90 miles away, I, and I'm not a fan of theirs, they're like, keep it together, just keep kicking at the can, you'll get there. But, yeah, when it's your team and you feel like, oh, we're just going to try this again – it just it it's really hard to stay patient and respect that, yeah. um, even though you can have people like yourself or other other people who aren't you know tied to it emotionally, saying like yeah just mm-hmm. you know just just keep 
keep keep on task, but it's it's very challenging. Yeah, no question. And you know, one of the best um, you know statistical indicators of postseason and even Super Bowl success has been, and I know that this is boring analysis, but it's been, and Football Outsiders does a great job of covering this. It is um, uh, like injury rates, and it like the NFL is of all professional sports, these teams that win the Super Bowl, they're the teams that stayed healthy. And unfortunately, the Bills did not yeah. stay healthy this year. And I'll be interested I'll be interested to see where they rank in the um, the final football outsiders injury rates because my guess it would be at best in the uh, in, in the bottom half and probably in like the bottom ten or even maybe bottom five. I mean the the defense was was decimated and you guys know that. They went from going to Miami for the AFC East and like, wow, look how healthy they are and Miami is a disaster on the injury report to injuries in that game, then injuries against Pittsburgh, and then that they completely flipped right. might for the be, Chief game. That might be the best case for like, you know, take care of your business early in the season and get right. to where you can rest in week eighteen and you've got a bye right. in the first round. Like the, the week eighteen and the and the, the wild card game killed them. I mean and, and of course you know they already had the big injuries you mentioned Milano and Trey White, but they were getting by. Uh, more than getting by, they they were yeah, excelling. They right. they weren't giving up points to anyone. Dallas, Kansas City. I mean, Philadelphia kind of lit them up, uh, but they ha- Miami. They kept in check again, and they just you know they just lost too many dudes. Yeah, they had like stabilized. It seemed like over the last four or five regular season games, and then they got hit with another av- avalanche. Like five or six key guys on defense got hurt in those uh, uh, in the um, uh, the wild card round. In week 18, and it was just uh, it was rough. You know, I, I, I hate for this to be one of the explanations, but they had bad luck. It's real. With Evan yeah. Silva from Establish the Run, Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here. Evan, I remember you uh, when the Bills drafted Josh Allen, and maybe more so after his rookie year, relatively at least, being very optimistic about him, the, the athlete and the, the arm talent and so on. And man, was that, has that ever been right? Uh, Fantasy wise, he's kind of QB one four years in a row. If you yep. go per yep. game, um, I mean, you might not be into drafts yet, as it is uh, mid January. But <laughs> h- how do you see the year ahead? Is, is he QB one again? I mean, it, it, there are other names, Stroud and and even Richardson as rookies who um, yep. are a little bit threatening for this. Of course, Mahomes, Jackson, Hurts. Um, how, if this is the right way to phrase this, decidedly QB1 is Josh Allen, are you? Yeah, I mean, Lamar would be right there with him. Now people are going to look at his stats from this year, and he had the monster week uh, 17 game, which really spiked his touchdown rate and all that stuff. He threw for five touchdown passes. But he only had 24 touch passing touchdowns on the season, and he had over 800 rushing yards, but you know, he didn't get to 1,000 or 1,200 you know, uh, plateaus that he I think that he would probably be second, and Josh Allen would be in probably in his own tier if I were to do rankings today. Josh Allen would be in his own tier from a fantasy football standpoint. How do you feel about Hurts at this point? I mean, there's been a lot of uh, speculation about the, the Eagles internally. If he has an injury, you know, that wouldn't be something that I think that would mean a lot going into next year. But um, are, are you solid when it comes to Hurts, or are you maybe asking questions? 
I'm asking questions about him in real life, but from a fantasy standpoint, I mean, he really didn't play that well this year, and he was still the overall quarterback, too, because of the tush push, because of the running, because of the receiver talent around him, and they missed Dallas Goddard for a number of games. Devontae Smith was banged up at times. A.J. Brown was banged up at times. Um, and I think that they can even, you know, they have a chance to supplement. They have uh, the most compensatory picks in the NFL again this year. You know, they have a bunch of draft picks coming. Howie Roseman is brilliant. You know, the team obviously fell off a cliff at the end of the season, but they're going to replenish and, and they're going to be fine. I, I'm not worried about Jalen Hurts from a fantasy standpoint. I do wonder how good is he in real life right now because I, I feel like he got into a lot of bad habits this this season. Speaking of quarterbacks, what do you see happening with Justin Fields? Ooh, well, you know, as someone who lives in Chicago, that is the biggest topic of conversation in the entire city right now. And everyone has their own opinions. I would say that most Bears fans want that they have like attached themselves to Justin Fields. I think that they should trade Justin Fields to maybe a team like the Steelers or Atlanta or you know, some other team that needs a quarterback, use the number one overall pick on whatever quarterback they determine their their scouting system determines to be the best quarterback in the draft. Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels. There are three guys there at the top who I think may all be deserving. Use that number one pick, trade down from number nine overall, get more picks there, and you know, you, you get maybe a, a two and a five for Justin Fields and all of a sudden you get a ton of picks. You have the number one quarterback pick in the draft you've got You've got Cole Komet, uh, and I mean, your 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 and, and your salary cap is clean for the next five years. So I think that that is the way for the Bears to go. As brokenhearted as we all are about the Bills being out, of course, you know football marches on. We've got the games this weekend. Uh, any, anything about either matchup that that really intrigues you? You got a, a good feel for anything? Mike was talking earlier in here that he might might like the Lions because San Francisco, you know, had a struggle with Green Bay. Um, what, what, what do you think about the weekend? I do not like the Lions. Um, one of the, the quickest bets that I made this week was um, when I saw San Francisco pop pop up as uh, uh, only six-and-a-half-point favorites over Detroit. I, I think actually San Francisco might smash them. Uh, and, and that begins with a mismatch with the, uh, the Lions offense facing the 49ers defense. There is no better defense at defending the middle of the field than San Francisco uh, with Fred Warner and all those super athletic linebackers and, uh, you know, the uh, their corners in the middle of the field and their safety play. Facing off with uh, Detroit and Jared Goff lives throwing in the middle of the field with Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Sam Laporte. I mean, Jameson Williams doesn't get targets outside. Josh Reynolds doesn't even get targets on the outside. That, that's, where, that's where the mismatch lies, and I think that that's going to be the key. In the game, not to mention the 49ers' ability, just you know, poor points. I, and I, I think that, D, that Debo Samuel is going to play. Uh, it sounds like a pain tolerance issue, and he can fight through that, and he can take a shot, and all that. So um, I, I think the 49ers actually might crush him. It was on Evans' Establish the Run podcast with Adam Levitan, by the way, that I learned that Jamison Williams goes by Waymo, not Jamo, <laughs> because he needs the ball Waymo. And he, exactly. be- he became my favorite player in the league <laughs> instantly. Uh, uh, quick thought on the Ravens before we part here, Evan. They are favored. What do you think? 
Um, I think that the Ravens have fairly consistently proved themselves to be the best team in the NFL when challenged by, you know, San Francisco, for instance, smashing Miami. Um, you know, and that was when Miami was pretty healthy, actually. And, uh, you know, winning one of the toughest divisions in the NFL uh, by, by a, a significant margin. So, uh, and I think that Lamar absolutely deserves MVP and all that. And they, they are at a healthy state. It looks like they're getting back Marlon Humphrey. And I think they're going to get back Mark Andrews. So, man, you know, I, I think that they're the, win, the favorites to win the Super Bowl. I actually think that San Francisco has a more talented roster, one for one. But I think that the Ravens are, might be the better team. They showed that they were the better team when those teams played. So I, I, I think the Ravens are, are, are going to pull up and, and, and do this. Thank you for your time, Evan. You do great work. We'll, uh, we'll see you in the, in the streets. Thanks, guys. Evan Silva established the run at Evan Silva on Twitter. Maybe it was hard to hear some of that. I don't know what – I was trying to figure out – trying to guess at what he was doing with his phone. I, I don't know. Like, I, I, it wasn't I, mute. No. I had headphone problems, and I thought it was my cord at first, and then I realized it wasn't. So sorry sorry for that, everyone. Maybe he has a mic on a on a cord, and yeah. this is driving, right? Yeah. I don't know. I like Detroit a little bit because they definitely want to run it, and I think maybe they can have success doing that with a great running game. Their offensive line has two key injuries. I don't know. Did Evan mention that? Uh, they but they're they have a guard that's out and their center may miss. He's hurt. Maybe he plays. I think he's. It sounds to me like he's going to play, but he's been he's he's dealing with it. He's dealing with a with a it, like he said about Debo, like pain tolerance. It's Jameer Gibbs though. Rang now. That's the guy's center. Rang now. Right. Rang now. He Gibbs. I mean, just is dangerous from anywhere. And Aaron Jones was looking good against San Francisco. I wonder if Detroit can kind of do it on the ground and sort of spare Goff like the, the big pressure. Throws Montgomery is a compliment to Gibbs. Uh, I, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. But I mean, San Francisco really kind of should have lost to to Green Bay. Are you glad? Uh, what now? When it, the Bills are alive, you're really hoping Green Bay wins that game. Sure. Right? Yeah. Would you still say that? Do you have a take on the Niners? Like, do you want to see them in the Super Bowl? Or? I I I can't. I yeah, I kind of do. Like, I, I, I would like it for. I mean, just more arguing about how good Brock Purdy is. Might oh, be, might what, be, what's might better? Be, might be fun. Um, I've, I've thought that they looked. I mean, recognizing that Baltimore smoked them like they did, I thought San Francisco looked like the best team all year. Um, but I'm intrigued. I mean, and that's a what is that? 2012? That's Flacco's Super Bowl, right? It's a rematch Niners. of that. Yeah, Niners and Ravens. Yeah. Um, for a I, Super Bowl, I didn't watch. I might bet that that's where I, I I'm. I think I'm going to be on the Niners. Like I, I respect, like week to week. Yes, last week they barely got by Green Bay, but Debo wasn't there for most of that game, and I, I'll I just I might expect San Francisco to like, okay, all right, we got this, and just sort of revert to form. Um, and I I don't think the Lions are in that class. We will get to the Bills again next, 803-0550. Phones have been ringing, of course, naturally, for a few days here since the loss. Just what happened and what should the Bills do next? Talking about Stephon Diggs today, uh, do you have a, probably you do, a feeling on just what to do about him, if anything, maybe nothing, is the right play. Um, And we've talked a lot about what happened Sunday. We're certainly uh, still here for more of that. 803-0550 to join us. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, WGR. Okay, 
Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.